Hi there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Jamie Hampton, and today I have the honor of talking with Mariah. She's a former American Idol alumni, a Mexican-American actress, producer, and artist. And most recently, Mariah has been working on writing, producing, and performing an amazing project called Live from the Quarry, which I can't wait to talk about. So Mariah, thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Jamie. Yeah. Well, before we get into the good stuff, I always like to ask our guests what your favorite prayer closet is. Where do you like to go to feel close to God? Prayer closet. Oh, that's yep. so cute. Yep. Yep. Um, it, 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 it could be anything. It doesn't have to be a physical like room or right, area. Right. It just- it's certainly not a closet. I'm a bit claustrophobic, so I don't know that I can <laughs> <laughs> handle being in a closet for very long. Um, I love nature and just being in nature. I breathe easier when I'm surrounded by trees. Maybe it's the heightened oxygen levels or Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know what, but just it's beautiful. Um, there's a, there's a, a coastal town, um, in California that I grew up going to as a teenager and it's like trees and forests butted up against the ocean. All so it's like the best things. of both worlds. And <laughs> yeah. so I would camp there. I'd learn how to surf there. I would have the most honest and I think like just open conversations with God on those cliffs. So yeah, I'd probably say like forest slash ocean. <laughs> nice. So you were born in Pomona. I saw my dad grew up in Pomona and I still have family in that area. No way. Most people don't even know what that is. Oh yeah. I love Pomona. Yep. That's my, my dad's, he was born in Arizona, but he grew up in Pomona Mm -hmm. and my grandparents lived there until they passed several years ago. So yeah, we go back there pretty often. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Nice little connection. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. well, your love for nature kind of came out, I think in, in your project in live from the quarry, um, mm-hmm. you just had this gorgeous, I mean, we'll get into the details later, but I mean, just this, it's not just a musical project. It's this audio visual, like just beautiful, um, setting that you filmed at. And that was in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Was that in Nashville? Yes. Yes, it was. And speaking of setting for anyone watching this, I don't know if this is video as well, but um, I, if it looks like I'm currently in a college music room, that's because it's exactly where I am. So it's um, not just a virtual background. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't superimpose this piano back here. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's, that's where I'm talking to you now from, I'm at my, my alma mater at Lipscomb university in Nashville. And yes, Greystone Quarry is on the outskirts of Nashville, kind of more Franklin area. Um, And when I first started talking to my team about where I, I wanted the setting to be for sh- sharing these songs live, um, you know, the first place my mind went was like, oh no, a dark room, a stage, spotlights, an LED wall. Like, you know, you start picturing like, I mean, what a lot of us see on Sunday mornings, you know, and it's like, it's just, uh, there's something about that. Again, going back to the claustrophobia, I'm just like, I feel I already struggle with stage fright. So I'm like, can we, can we, is there any way that we can go to the place that I'm most settled in, most comfortable in 
and, um, and, and film there. And so the producer that I worked with, her name's, um, Andrea Royer. She's actually another fellow SoCal girl, um, from Riverside actually. And, um, she lives out here in Franklin with her husband now, but she scouted this location and they hadn't even finished constructing like the venue portion of it. Um, so the owners of Greystone Quarry were very kind to let us come in and set up on rocks in the water and on the edge of the, <laughs> the cliff portions and, and, um, and to film there, it felt very comfortable. I can't remember ever doing a performance and feeling more comfortable and more at ease and more able to enjoy the moment than this live at the Quarry project. Well, just watching is just like, it's peaceful just watching. Mm -hmm. So you've already, so we're going to air this the week of December 3rd. Is that when the full video Mm -hmm. um, launches is on the last song? Mm -hmm. And so, but you've already released a single that you performed with your husband. Mm -hmm. And um, so anyway, we'll talk about listeners going to get that, but it is, um, it's just beautiful watching it is it's a full experience. I Mm -hmm. loved it. What inspired you? So you wrote, produced and performed this, all Mm -hmm. of these songs and what Mm -hmm. inspired you to do this mix of audio and video so that it wasn't just music. It was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, first, first of all, off, I need to give credit where credit's due. I, I wrote and produced all of these songs at the top of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we talked about, you know, sharing them with people, which I'd never planned to share any of these songs past, like my parents, and my husband, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this oh, is not goodness. part of the plan. Wow. Um, but, uh, when we, did get to that point where it's like, okay, maybe let's, let's share this and not hoard our art here. Um, I, I had planned to send the, the original productions to my neighbor who is a musical director and, um, he directs music at my church as well. And, um, I wanted him to be involved. Him and his wife have become really close friends. And, um, so I sent them I sent him all of the productions and then he created the live arrangements, which meant like, it was very collaborative. Like every musician that he brought into the crew, they're all producers in their own right. So he sent them my demo and was like, how would you reimagine this? How would you play this? And so what you hear is basically a producer's interpretation of what I originally produced. And I love that. I love that it came out different than what I initially thought, you know, like the rhythm is halftime instead of full-time. And it's just, you know, the chord progressions were slightly different and, and that's the beauty of collaboration. Um, and I've really enjoyed the process. Never done it this way, never done it where I started off, you know, on my own and then took it out wider. I've been a, an artist for about 10 years and every time I've worked on a project, it's always gone the reverse. Like I've Mm -hmm. started to write with other writers, other producers, and then maybe I'll take the song away on my own and try and like tweak it or finish it. But I didn't know how to, how to produce either. So this is all very new to me. 
Well, to me, the whole feel of the setting and everything, I mean, one of the big themes for me, and some of it might have to do with a Bible study that I've been doing in Ephesians, but Mm. community and relationship and interconnectedness, Mm. like these are themes that I just got from watching and listening. I mean, Mm. you know, um, Mm. so I just, I think that's that maybe that just came through was this kind of collaboration Mm. and, um, like body of Christ, many members coming together Mm. in synergy. I don't know, but, um, but I, I really loved how you just, um, I don't know, made it a worship experience. That was Mm. the other thing. Some of, so I, when I first was listening to worth, that's what launched already. That's what people can find now. Um, that is a, it's, uh, you have a guest appearance, guest vocals by your husband, Joel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I made the mistake of listening to it on the way to get my kids skate sharpened. And I pulled into (laughs) the parking lot and I was a wreck. I was a beautiful, it deeply moving lyrics. The harmonies are just haunting. Like, Oh, Mm -hmm. you guys make an amazing team. And, um, and I know this, and I have read that this is deeply personal. All of these songs Mm -hmm. are personal, but Mm -hmm. it comes across. I mean, you can't listen to this song without knowing this song was written out of a place of Mm -hmm. personal Mm -hmm. emotion. So what, what did Mm -hmm. that particular song come from? If you, can you share, will you, are you willing to share? Well, Jamie, thank you for even sharing your experience with the first time hearing the song and, um, like I said, I, I never wrote these songs with the intention of anyone else hearing them. Um, so I certainly didn't write anything with the intention of making anyone cry. <laughs> it was a good cry. It was a good cry. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, but um, yeah, this song in particular was, um, it was, it was, it was, gosh, I don't even know how to say it because I, I haven't really gotten into like the story story of the, in, the initial spark, like where that came from. And, and that's a story that I, I, I hold sacred. It came out of a conversation between me and my dad and him telling me a little bit about his mother and what my Nana experienced as a child, as an immigrant, um, as a woman who endured a lot of suffering and, and lived a life of sacrifice. And so, um, initially it was just like, my dad shared this story with me and it was so, it, it sat so heavy with me that I needed to write a song in order to process it. Mm. Um, but as I was processing it, you know, you just realize that we carry on generational endurance, generational fortitude, generational experiences. Um, and even though I never knew this story about my Nana, I, I sensed within myself that I also carried some of the pain that she carried. I mean, it's, it's literally chemical. It's biochemistry. Like we, we are in the wombs of our grandmothers. Like we're already uncovering so much data about how, um, we, we go further back than we originally thought. Um, and so 
I just sat with what that meant to me and how her experiences of feeling alone, feeling unworthy, feeling unloved, how it was as if she were in the room with me and I could have a conversation with her and, you know, I could resonate with that. And I, even though my experiences have been different than hers, you know, suffering is suffering. And we tend to put suffering on a totem pole and we tend to compare suffering. Um, but at the end of the day, like we feel pain in the same way. And, um, and so I think just processing a lot of those questions that I've wrestled with, particularly in 2020, as have many people, I've had to just sit with that. Where does, where does my worth come from? And how do I handle the moments where I feel very, very unworthy and like, I'm not bringing a lot of value to the table and that my existence doesn't mean anything. And it's not, um, you know, I, I don't feel validated by my work or I don't feel like I'm having the impact I want to have. Therefore I'm, I'm less important and just wrestling with all of those things. And to be able to do that through a song, that's, that's, you know, the safest place for me to process, you know, prayer and songwriting kind of sound the same for me. (laughs) And, um, and the first time I played this song for my husband, we were in a grocery store parking lot and I, I just wanted him to hear like the production. Cause I was really excited about, about the production piece. And I hadn't really thought too much about the story and the lyrics since it was so guttural. Um, and he listened, you know, behind the steering wheel. And I looked over at the end of the song and he was misty eyed and he's like, can we listen to it again? And we just listened to it again, back to back. And, um, I just could not think of anyone else that I would want to sing about such an important topic with than my husband, because in those moments where I have felt the lowest, um, and it's all by my own doing, you know, my own interpretation of other people's perception of me or my own negative self-talk. Um, he's been the one who's come alongside me and just been that mirror and reminded me that I'm valuable as a human being, as long as I have breath in my lungs and beyond. Um, and so he's, he's been such a champion, not only of me remembering my worthiness, but also for other women, you know, other, um, people that he meets at shows, you know, he's, he's so quick to just, remind people to see themselves the way that God sees them. So yeah, he's been a really fun person to sing this song with. That's, that's great. And I mean, and your vocals just go so well together. You, you just Mm compliment each other so well. Um, But what I, that is what I felt when I listened to it, it was, it's, it's a song of just tremendous hope and you know, it was, it's uplifting. The tears were not tears of sorrow. It was, yeah, yeah. it was just realization of God. Yeah. I, I am worthy. I am worth yeah. it. I am yeah. worth what you did for me. And yeah. Yeah. Very beautiful. I'm glad. I'm really glad that that's the impact it had on you because I think we're really good at, 
at talking down at ourselves already. Oh yeah. Um, and then you add to that, this narrative that like we are worthless scum saved by grace. It's like, I get the uh-huh. point that people are trying to make, but at the same time, we don't need help in thinking that we are not good. Um, and if God really created all things and said, this is good and then created a woman as the grand finale of his, of his, of his creation. And for him to say, Oh, okay, I can rest now. Like I finished, like this was good. You know, I I think that's more the thing that we need to be reminding ourselves of more than anything else. That's a beautiful thought. I've never heard it said (laughs) that way. The grand finale of creation. (laughs) Love it. Imagine saying that to someone today. You meet another woman. You're like, did you know that you're the grand finale of creation? (laughs) I think that has to, that has to be like the highlight of her day. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) So cute. Well, some people might know that you're married to Joel Smallbone, who is from the Christian band for King and Country. Um, and I love the story of how you met. I've heard it a couple of times on different places. And could you share the story of how you guys met? Yeah. I mean, if you want to hear like the most in-depth and raw version of it, um, we actually shared it on the first episode of our cinematic podcast called Becoming Us. I'm and glad that you mentioned that. I really oh my to gosh, make sure we so mentioned funny. your podcast. It's it's so funny. It's I mean it's free on all the platforms and it's it, Joel played a voice memo in, while we were recording that that I had never heard before. So he recorded something the night that we met. Oh. He got my name wrong. And he, and he played me the voice memo on camera and I was like, you thought my name was Maria. That is so depressing. (laughs) It was so funny. Yes. So that will be the best interpretation of our story. Um, because his commentary is absolutely necessary. Um, but we were set up, we had a mutual friend who, um, brought me to Luke's wedding. Who's also in the band. And I knew nobody. I was essentially a wedding crasher. And, um, and yeah, we met, we met that way and we ended up writing a song together and that's how we really got to know one another. We spent like two weeks writing a song and, um, you know, when you're writing a song with someone, a lot of the formalities and a lot of the, you know, social cues kind of go out the window and you just have to get straight to the heart of something. And, you know, your goal is to be authentic and to write and create something authentic. So that was a really great springboard for us. And we've been collaborating ever since we haven't stopped. Um, I think we both would look at one another and say that we are very thankful to have a creative partnership on top of, you know, a friendship on top of a marriage on top of, you know, all the other things that, that come with being together for as long as we have, but we, we love creating together. That is such a gift. I mean, that is really, Mm. that is a, that's a gift. Well, Mm -hmm. so in one of the time, one of the, I think it might've been on that sounds fun when you were talking to Annie, I think Mm -hmm. you said that your friend heard from God, like your friend believed that she was supposed to bring you guys to the, or bring you to the wedding to meet Joel. Is that right? And God, she didn't tell me that initially. She that didn't tell me that until years pressure. later. Oh, I'm well, so I just, I just would have been like, I don't know. Anytime people like 
just a, just a tip, unless God is really prompting you, probably not a great idea to come up to me and start like prophesying over me, especially my womb that has happened right. so many oh times. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and I just don't do well when people like come up to me and they're like, God told me you have to do this. I'm like, well, oh, I'm going to do the opposite. So just I think principles. it's really, I know, I think it's really good. And I actually think it was very spirit led that she didn't tell me that Absolutely. she didn't say any of that. But then, you know, in the end, in retrospect for her to be like, you know, God told me that I'm like, oh, of course he did. <laughs> We've talked about this on the podcast where, you know, if you feel mm -hmm. like you're hearing from God about someone else, write it mm -hmm. down, keep it to yourself. If there's an action to take, you can take the action, but maybe just keep it to yourself until then or you know, like ask a friend to oh, yeah. like, maybe ask, like ring a friend for advice. <laughs> it's like, sometimes we do really, uh, socially, uh, odd things in the name of, well, God told me it's like, Oh, did Agreed. he, did Agreed. he, or, or make him or tell you again, pizza? just to be sure, <laughs> just to be sure. Yeah, no, totally agreed. That would have been a lot of pressure to be told that. Yeah. yeah you're going to meet your future husband here. Just, oh my god. FYI. So, so sad. It's sad that I react that way. I feel like some people would be like, oh, God told you that. Let me go do it. I'm like, mm -hmm. what is it in me? That's like just very aggressively response to demands in those ways. Yes. Well, and to it's healthy questioning of did God really say mm -hmm. this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to put it. I like that yeah. better, Jamie. Healthy, Healthy questioning. questioning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, do you feel like in, I mean, you're both in the music industry. And so mm -hmm. do you feel like it's been difficult maintaining a spiritual connection to God and, and to each other um, while you're navigating this world of, you know, of, of the music industry? I think it, you know, obviously this is just coming from my own personal experience. Um, and this certainly is not the case for everyone, but for me, marriage has made spiritual connectivity better and stronger. And it wasn't always that way. Like we've been married for eight years. And I think in the first couple of years of marriage, you know, we both maintained very separate spiritual lives, right? Like we're, we're so, we were so ingrained by the time that we got married, um, to go into our quiet place, go into our secret place, like go have your private conversations with God. You know, he did audio journalist, audio journaling. I did, you know, written journaling. And, um, and I think if we're not intentional about it, we can get married and still maintain that that separateness. Mm. Um, and, and so, you know, on one hand, it's like, I'm over here, like in expressing my deepest longings to the Lord and going to God for those things to be filled and those things to be met. But I'm leaving my husband completely in the dark about my hopes and my dreams and my worries and my struggles. And, um, you know, it's kind of like, we just continue the rhythms that we developed as single people mm -hmm. into marriage. And I think that's natural. And, you know, obviously like let ourselves, we really let ourselves be patient in that process, but it wasn't until we started doing life and doing marriage in a way where it was, um, we were seeking counsel and advice from other people. And we started looking to mentors and, um, and the people that, 
you know, have gone before us that have been together for 30 something years or have walked through so many difficult things. Um, one of the things that, you know, the pieces of advice that was really passed on to us is like, take the time to pray for one another with one another, um, take each other's needs and burdens to God. And we've, that all sounds very nice, but I need like very practical instruction on how to do something like that. So we, we implemented a practice that my mentor, her name's Carrie Hosenbog, and she featured on the Becoming Us podcast. Um, she, she shared this practice with us of an ask journal. So we would take our, um, our journal and, you know, we still have it. It's a shared journal. We, we write in it every couple months and we just find a time to sit down and one person scribes and the other person speaks. And the kind of rules of the game are whoever speaking, you just speak however long, you know, you want to speak about what your prayers are, what your hopes are, what your hurts are, all these things. And this is not an opportunity to like passively aggressively tell the other person that they hurt your feelings. We make them write it down. (laughs) Right. Right. Because the scribe isn't meant to speak or like offer advice or like fix anything, right. You're just writing things down and then you switch. And the key part is when it's all said and done, you go to prayer. Like you together we pray for one another and we take all of these treasures and these these deep longings and questions and frustrations and we we bring them to god because you know it's easy for us to jump into the seat of wanting to fix it for the other person mm-hmm. um and then we become god to one another and that's not healthy either Uh, so that practice of like bringing those things to God in prayer together has been really beautiful. Just that mutual submission, um, and, and putting our faith and hope in something greater and bigger than, than one another. It really helps mitigate expectations as well. Um, but that's been a really healthy and beautiful practice for us. That's really good. And you mentioned your mentor and I just, I love, you know, it's, what would you say just about the importance of having someone in your life? Is this a mentor for, do you, do you have like a mentor for both of you or is this just your personal mentor and Joel has his own people? (laughs) I think we both are just like eager to learn. Um, and And so, but we're also very careful in who we let into the inner sanctum of our hearts and our minds and our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so I think with that balance, you know, there are people that, you know, I go to for business discussions and conversations and then, um, you know, people that I trust when it comes to economics and just, you know, life. And then there's people that I go to who I really seek like counsel in friendships, you know, how do I handle this relationship or how do I handle this particular work partnership? And then there's people that I go to for marriage stuff, you know, and and the reason why Carrie, um, you know, why I bring her up is because, you know, we're talking about marriage and she's someone that I really, um, I trust her opinion along with, you know, other couples and couples that are, 
my age and who are in a similar season. Um, I just, I don't know. I think there's wisdom in, in reaching out to different people in different walks of life who, who have a trusted heart. Um, and it works out that, you know, Carrie has an awesome husband named Scott and Joel has great conversation with him as well. But I think, you know, for anybody listening, you might be in a season where you're longing for that and you don't have it. And I was in that season for a very long time. So when I would hear people talk about like their mentors and the people they go to or their board of life directors, I'm just like, wow, wish I had that kind of access to those kinds of people. You know, it's like, I can barely keep a friend my age, let alone find someone older than me who cares to spend time with me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I would just say, wait it out because there are very important lessons to be learned in seasons where you don't have anybody. And, um, I think, you know, my season of loneliness and longing lasted as long as it did, because I needed to get to a place where God was my source of all things first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And nobody took that place, you know, whenever I'm struggling with something, I pray about it. I think about it. It's like that thing that we were saying, if someone, if you think God's told you something, like take some time and process on your own (laughs) first, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I've, I've learned to do that and I'm learning to do that. And then, you know, you kind of have your test and approve people to, to check your heart on it. And, um, and that's, that's a good process to have the right way around. Oh, I think that's such a good point. I can think of times where I have a couple of people that I will go to. One of them's my, um, my Um, mother-in-law. If I need prayer for something, she's one of the first people I think of to talk to her about things. And Mm -hmm. there have been times when I've needed prayer or I've needed advice or something. And I I've had my several people and I either text Mm -hmm. them or try to call them and I can't get through to them. And Mm -hmm. I've just sat there and I've just heard God say, Hey, Hey, I'm right. Mm-hmm. You know, what about mm-hmm. me? I'm the one like, mm-hmm. because they can, there can be an, an idol factor mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. when it comes to, I'm feel like I have to go through them to figure out what God wants for me. And that is right. dangerous if so you take true. it to an extreme. So yeah. yeah, that's a really good point. And, and mm-hmm. yeah. And I also love that it's not like all this pressure to have this one mentor it's going to give you all the advice. You've got lots of different mm. areas of your life that you need mentorship and just to be a yes. teachable person and to be selective and seek out people yeah. to get advice in these different areas of your life. I think that's important. Yeah. And I, and I think it's equally important to pass on what we know, mm-hmm. you know, to, to glean advice from people who have gone before us and to give away advice based on our experiences. Like, after we wrap up with this interview, I'm going to be giving a lecture at my college um, to a bunch of students who are not that much younger than me and who are coming up, you know, behind me in these experiences in music, in artistry, and um, and it, it, it's an intimidating thing. Like I, I don't. I I didn't wake up this morning going, I can't wait to give a lecture. Like, it's very scary for me, especially, you know, with stage fright, you know, speaking in front of people is even harder than singing in front of people for me. And, um, 
And, but I, I continue to come back to this thing of like, I think when we receive, when we receive wisdom from people, you know, that part of receiving it and it really sinking in bone deep and us really, you know, settling in with deep spiritual truths is not just practicing it and living it out in our own lives, but giving it away, you know, passing it on to someone else and saying, Hey, you know, I get this specific struggle. I've been there. Um, this is something that has helped me navigate it. And I don't know, that almost feels like the fulfillment of, of a lesson in our own lives. Oh yeah. Just to see things come full circle and even mm. the painful things to kind of see how God can repurpose them into things yeah. that will bring him glory and help others be pointed to him through those kind of, well, like this, like, like this project came from mm. some mm. deep places of emotional feelings and struggles mm. and, you know, and, and God has taken that and you're, you're pouring it out to the world, even though it wasn't probably comfortable for you to do that. So. Mm. Mm. Um, can you tell us, I know we're, we're running out of time here, but one last thing, can you tell us about your prayer wall? I've heard you talk about the Mm -hmm. prayer wall that you have. And I loved that idea. Can you share that with, with us? Yeah. Yeah. We just moved. So I, it's actually still up at my old house and I'm like, oh my gosh, you got to pick a new wall. I know that. And whoever's going to move in is going to like, see all these prayers. I need to take it down. Um, yeah, it's, uh, again, a, a mentor and great friend, uh, encouraged me to write down my prayers in a very visible place. And it's funny cause that, that has come in different forms in different times from different people. Um, Carrie, the woman that I mentioned, you know, she, for her, it was like, yeah, put your prayers on a clothesline. Like she has clotheslines on her wall and hangs it. And then I have another friend who is an author and a speaker. And she was like, yeah, write down the things that God tells you and put them in post on post-its and put those on the wall. And, um, you know, the people that I admire have similar things in their offices. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think there's something really beautiful about visualizing a desire that we have and ask, you know, making our requests known in a very like black and white way. Mm -hmm. Um, and then watching how God answers things over time. Since I just moved, you know, I, I, I tried the clothesline thing for a while and then I switched to like this chalkboard wall thing. Um, but I was going through some of those old, you know, prayers from years ago and I was looking at them and it's like, wow, it's so funny. Like this one was answered to a T like this was, a specific prayer that I had that God answered in such a specific way. And then there's other prayers where it's like, that wasn't even the right prayer. Why was I asking for that? It would have been terrible if God answered that prayer. Like that would have been so detrimental to my health as a human being, if I got what I wanted. And then there's other prayers where it's like, okay, I was asking for this, but God answered it in a completely different way through a completely different person in a completely different circumstance. So there's something about documenting things and then going back and having data points to check in on and just reference it. I mean, that's, that's how growth happens. You know, it's, it's hard to progress if we're not also reminiscing, you know, 
Oh, yeah. I think that's true for history in general. And I think it's so Mm. true with prayer because it's kind of like um, it's I mean, it's faith building because Mm -hmm. it's like you get to know God. You're like, oh, this is how he works. I ask for this. And so when you're in the future asking for for something and you don't see it pan out, you think, well, you know what? I bet he's at work behind the scenes Mm -hmm. doing something different that's Mm -hmm. going to achieve this in a way that I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are other times where it's just still frustrating, but (laughs) at least we have those those times that we could stand on. Yeah. I think it's helped me pray a little bit more loosely, Yes, you know, not demanding things of God, not Mm -hmm. like, well, you have to do this and you have to do it like this, but just going, God, this is my desire. You know what it is. Like, this is not a genie, you know, wish conversation. This is, this is intimacy. This is me admitting to myself and to you that this is a struggle that I have. And I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how this <laughs> progresses and how you show up in my life in this area. Yeah. Well, when you can see the creativity of God and in the past and think, wow, he really, mm. he knew what the heart of that prayer was. I was asking right. for this, but he knew what I really wanted was this. Yeah. And that's yeah. what, you know, it, it builds trust and it, it helps. I like the way you said that, how you can pray more loosely, mm-hmm. you know, have your hands mm-hmm. wider open and just be mm-hmm. a little bit more, I don't know, trusting that God, mm-hmm. God knows better mm-hmm. than we do. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well, can you tell us, um, where our listeners can find the single worth today and mm-hmm. live from the quarry when it comes out this Friday, December 3rd? Yes. And thank you so much for just sharing these stories with your, your audience and your listeners. And I'm looking forward to interacting with everybody online. Um, if anyone's on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, uh, you can find me at Mariah Smallbone. And I post a lot of links for easy access to things like podcasts and music, but, um, you can find all of the Live from the Quarry EP on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever music is streamed. Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And I mean, I just, I can't tell people enough how much you need to, I'm looking forward to to seeing the full video and just mm. really uh, our listeners need this worship experience. It's beautiful. Mm. And mm. thank you for putting it out into the world and just sharing your heart with us. Mm. It's, it was you. a blessing to me. So thank you, Jamie. So sweet. Well, how can <laughs> we pray for you today? And I'll close this up in prayer. Thank you so much. That's really, that's a kind offer. Um, gosh. Um, I mean, I think if anything, just praying for, this lecture that I'm about to give mm-hmm. <laughs> that something useful will be shared. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, Mariah, thank you again for joining us. We just had a great time talking with you today. Mm, thank you. God, we just thank you for this time with Mariah. Thank you for just I guess, birthing this project Mm. out of her and just using these deep emotions, these um, stories, everything that, that you've, 
placed in her and allowing it to come out in a way that is that is just going to glorify you and bless so many. And we just pray, God, that you would just fling the doors wide open, allow this project to just be um, just to launch forward um, mm-hmm. in a way that's just immeasurably more than than Mariah could ever ask or imagine. And we just uh, pray that you would continue to give her vision and wisdom for next steps in her career and her ministry and just all of the things. I just thank you that you've given her courage to step out of her comfort zone. Um, just hearing that she has stage fright and, and she's a professional musician and she's giving lectures, Lord bless her abundantly for that obedience. I just pray that she would be filled up for her obedience and willingness to step out because she knows it's what you're calling her to. Mm -hmm. And Lord, we just pray your blessing on her marriage. We pray for Joel, um, for their, their respective, um, missions that you've given them given them and and the the music that you've allowed them to create um, for their marriage that you would draw them closer and closer to each other and and continue to keep them um, protected and set apart for you god and we just lift up this lecture that mariah is about to give and god we know where you've called her you will equip her and i just pray that she will come away just seeing your mighty hand at work just seeing your faithfulness to give her words where she feels like she might not have the words and, and just allowing it to work out even better than she even expected and, and better than she could have done if, if she had just done it all in her own strength, Lord. And we just pray that, um, you'd be glorified in, in the release of this music and, um, this project and, uh, just thank you so much for, for the gift, for the anointing that you've placed on Mariah and, and just, pray that it would continue and um, that she would just continue to be walking in obedience every step of the way where you lead in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.